All right. Welcome to uh, another exciting episode of um, the Wags and Fresh podcast. Uh, he's John Fresh. I'm Justin Wagner. And today's episode is brought to you by the word why. So, why is uh, coming in? Yeah. Um, you can have some of mine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, why is a, it's a big word. You know what I mean? Like, it's intimidating sometimes, I think, for people. The one thing we know for sure is it's the number one question or tool for anybody trying to figure out their existence, their value. Um, everybody uses it to try to get that extra gear out of people. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could just tap into your why. Right, yeah, yeah. Then you'll show up each morning right. and you'll, you'll, you'll have problems. purpose. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Which, it can do all those things. Of course. It can, it's your why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think as we were talking earlier, it doesn't mean that it's the only thing that can get you through the day or motivate you to do something. Um, you know, we're still figuring out the why of this, you know, I mean, uh, why are we doing this? So, right. I mean, and that, I, it wasn't even a question that we ever had to ask. It was no. a question that other people had asked. Continuously. Is, is, you know, why are you doing this? And, you know, we don't know why, but each step along the way seems enjoyable. It seems mm-hmm. like a better thing than watching a TV show or right. listening to somebody else's why. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or watching somebody else's why or watch somebody else catch a why or <laughs> throw a why or tackle a why. And you see, I would say, the more people than not try to sort of piggyback on somebody else's why, right? Mm-hmm. Because they go, oh, Ooh, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a great why. I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> sign up for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the whys come from, you know, other things, experiences and uh, motivations that you have as an individual, not necessarily um, because it's a great idea. It, it might be a great idea, but if it's not a great idea for you, then you're not going to get the motivation. That and I'm, and I'm not downplaying these whys, yeah. but you can't just throw things out like, or you can, like family mm-hmm. and other things because, you know, you have to really know what that means for you because, you know, having a family as a why is a lot different than you know, specifically knowing what the needs of your family are and really having them be your why and not just your stepping stool for more success for yourself. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, I ask questions like that in interviews, especially as the interview process goes along. Not necessarily the word why, but, you know, what are your motivations, things like that. And I, one of my favorite questions I ask people a lot at, at the end of an interview is, what's their dream job? And I'm trying to tap into you know, what their interests are, what motivates them, what drives them. Um, and unfortunately, to your point, a lot of the times when you get into conversations with people about that, they give you these sort of standard static, you know, answers that um, that kind of pop up. Um, and, and of course, families, what, you know, motivates a lot of people. But um, it, it, how does that matter, you know, matter to you? And, and I don't really probe that deep after that answer. I usually want them to give one of the best answers I ever got, even though I was interviewing for a sales job and uh, that had nothing to do with the landscaping business. This person's answer was he wants to start his own company. His dream job is to start his own landscaping business. And he gave me the, all the reasons why. And um, what it allowed for me to understand was 
you know, that this person ha- has passion for something and has, uh, is connected to something that hopefully can translate to what we're trying to accomplish at our, uh, but a, a sort of static, generic answer that is, you know, the worst answer somebody can give me when I say, what's your dream job, when they say, this is my dream job. And, well, that, that just seems manufactured for an interview that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You've had all these life experiences, all these outside interests and hobbies, and yet for some reason this job and selling, you know, whatever it is, is your dream job. I, I'm i not saying that it can't be anybody's dream job. There may be somebody's dream job, but it just seems very disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, it needs to be something that is real to you. I'm, I, and mine's changed. My dream job's changed over, you know, I used to think I wanted to be the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that once you kind of see behind the curtain, you know, it doesn't become as interesting or as fun to watch. Um, and I'm sure that being the general manager of any professional organization, you look at the game differently in a way that you're not a fan anymore. You're not just using it for entertainment. It's now this business and it's analytics and all these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just realized that that's not what what I wanted from that. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted it to be just something that I watched, you know. And what I've learned from why is the transition from doing something just because you enjoy it and you feel like it's making you a better person and actually it teaching you what you're doing being it, it teaching you something about your why versus being in a job that you have to find a why so you can manufacture some type of energy and life to do something that maybe doesn't have that power on its own. Yeah. So what I like about having the question asked and what I liked about not having an answer and what I liked about just the process that it's doing for myself and making, you know, what it's doing for me as a husband or a father, or as a person or as a human being is that um, I don't need a why mm-hmm. right now. I just know I just need to show up and put things on and get some thoughts out and right. work through some things for myself and hopefully um, offer something of value. But it, it's it's very interesting to be doing things and... And if we really think about it, it's it's all the things that are special anyway. Like, you don't have to sit down. Kids don't have to sit down and say, why are we playing Cowboys and Indians? You know, mm-hmm. why are we going to go play baseball today? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we going surfing? Why, why are we going for a bike ride? Right. What's, my, what's my motivation? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you tap into things that you can have enjoyment on and have a positive benefit for you and those around you, and it doesn't need any manufactured energy to excite you about it, uh, um, the why sort of becomes just part of what it already is, Mm -hmm. and it's something that you give to, and it's something that is giving to you, and, you know, ultimately, you know, some things don't need to be defined in such detail. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of seminars that have turned people's lives around where they spend whole weekends, you know, writing down their why. And Mm -hmm. I think it's great to know about yourself and what motivates you. But I still think there's a person behind the why that has to light that why up every day or else it's just going to be a a better sentence than they've been living off of before. Well, that's cool. And I, and I think you have to allow for there to be this, you know, almost at times a reveal, right? There becomes a reveal later on, you know, hey, this has been the why. We've been doing this for however long we've been doing that, and that's the why. Um, 
and and it becomes something that I think and I remember one of my first management jobs I was um, in the restaurant business and I had a lot of college students right and so a lot of the responses I got when I was trying to get them to do their job better was well this isn't going to be my career you know I don't really care about this and so I don't really care if I do this well um, they didn't say that specifically but that was really what they implied and I remember replying to people all the time I said do you think that magically you're going to get this dream job that you think that you're you're going to get because you finished your, your schooling and, and you might but you're learning habits you know now that are going to help you with understanding how important those things and, and that why will be later on but just to sit around and wait for the why and do all of the rest of your life sort of half-ass for a lack of a better term um, will not give you the, the proper habits mm-hmm. and and will, won't allow for that why to reveal itself in the proper way when you are when you do get that yeah job. to piggyback off that after I've trashed why for a while <laughs> um, I'm gonna 180 it I mean <laughs> yeah I mean the one thing is you know because it matters you know, it, it, it doesn't does. have to be where, where it can be, <laughs> um, but mine recently is, you know, because it matters. Right. Because everything matters. Mm-hmm. Because how you do everything matters. And um, it's, it's, it's just an interesting word. And, you know, so many people have done so many things with that word. You know, so many programs have been built off that word. Yep. And, you know, but sometimes when you ask the people... You know, who who you're interviewing after all this stuff has happened, it was just something they enjoyed doing. I mean, Mm -hmm. any professional athlete, I mean, up till when do they need a why? Like, at what point do they need a why? Other than the mornings they don't feel like going to the gym to get that extra gear, because they may have been talented so long that they just dominated. So they didn't really need a why. Right. Until they hit adversity. Yeah, yeah. And adversity and whys, you know, that's a great relationship. That'd be something cool to think yeah, about. Yeah, because it, it allows, that's where, that's know, the potentially, point. Yeah, you that's know, where you need blossom one. into something great. Yeah. Or at least it allows for you to be, uh, it doesn't always happen, but it allows for that sort of honesty moment to look in the mirror and say, I don't have the why to do what's necessary to take this any further. Yeah. I know that I, I had that experience with, with sports. And, um, and so I didn't, really have the motivation i didn't enjoy it enough um to want to continue to do it to, so to, why to sacrifice for adversity absolutely yeah and, yeah and it can be i'm willing to take all this on right. and for me i was fortunate enough to have um experienced sort of a small little glimpse of what it was going to take to sort of take it to the next level mm-hmm. and i didn't enjoy that and i didn't want to continue to do that and, and make that even you know my my whole life um yeah and I don't regret that at all because um, there's never been a moment where I've said to myself, oh, I should have done this any further. Whether I would have really had an opportunity to, to, to go really far with it or not, you know, I don't really know. Um, there's a part of me that knows that that's not only statistically improbable, but you look up against some of the people and you're like, wow, those people were just like, to your point, just amazing athletes. And how do you compare yourself to them? But what I also know is that there are plenty of people that make it really, really far in, in life um, just because of determination and hard work. And, and again, that's the part of it that I wasn't willing to put in yeah. that would have gotten me to wherever that would have taken me. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and I, I, don't, I don't look at it as quitting because I, I look at it as a very important part of my journey. That it was said, starting. It, it started a whole new journey. Yeah. It yeah. said, hey, that's not the path I'm supposed to be taking. It's something else over here. Um, and there was a, that sort of 
you know, time in my life where I didn't understand, well, if I'm not going to do that, I really spent so much of my time thinking that that Mm -hmm. was going to be around this, that, you know, I didn't know what that was. And that was confusing time, but it, you know, it was a very interesting growth period. And, um, and and then as far as like the podcast goes, you know, we really haven't hit adversity yet. So we haven't been challenged, mm -hmm. you know, with a why, but I don't think we would need a why for this podcast we just need a why for existence (laughs) and we can just apply it to the podcast so it's not like oh so i don't think i have my my life compartmentalized like that i'm just working on me yeah and then wherever you apply me my why is it matters yeah you you you, that's that's another you know we kind of talked touched on this before there's you and i have a lot of differences in our life um you you don't have any your your life is completely fluid like you are who you are and then that applies to work and that applies to your faith that applies to your family it applies everywhere consistently you there's not a different compartmentalized version of you here or somewhere else um whereas i think that that's what i definitely do there's there's the me that i think a certain number of people know and then there's the work me and then um i think that's pretty much it i don't think there's any more compartmentalization um but and although i would say that there probably was a time when there was probably mm-hmm. a third or f- a fourth um, but definitely, um, I keep that. I, I do blend some of it. There are certain people in work that do get a little bit of me, but, um, you know, but again, you guys don't see the work me. Right, right, right. So, so there's, there's that compartmentalization. Uh, even when I was over here last week and after the, after the recording, I made a few business calls, you know, in your kitchen and I'm sure that from your perspective, I sounded different on the phone. Right, just even the way that I talk, my kids tell me all the time, "Oh, that's your work voice, that's your work yeah. mode, the work language, all of that stuff is different." Right, so, um, and I don't even, I'm not even conscious of it. It's just shifting gears to to that and that. And it's not a, um, I've, I think that there was a time when, as long as I'm on purpose, that, um, in work that's consistent enough with what I want to try to do, mm-hmm. personally that I'm happy with that. Um, but I don't, I don't as much, um, I'd recognize there's going to be plenty of times that it's just, it's just work. It's not, yeah. I'm not doing the same thing you are doing, which is the sort of life mission stuff that is as connected. As a matter of fact, I've, there was a time when you and I talked about this where there was a lot of on purpose stuff that was at work that I'm starting to, to take back from that and owning it on my own and not as much apply. Not that I don't apply it at work. It's just, I don't think about how can I can, cultivate that at work I'd rather take it and do something like this or do something with the kids and, and keep it personal mm-hmm. in my personal world um, more right. than my professional world so you'll see you'll see this will leak out in your presentations I mean I don't yeah I mean as much oh, as yeah. you compartmentalize there's bleed bleed over yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. those there's there's always going to be yeah and um you know kind of touching on to what we talked about last week you know I, I um you know, I think that if you try to tie the why um, into some of our what we left the conversation with, you know, I I did spend some time thinking about sort of our conversation and what what am I what am I doing um, to be a better father, to be a better uh, son, to be to to deal with that sort of adversity that's in my life, that is this estrangement um, that. And how that ties into the why, and and again, I'm not at a place yet um, that I still understand what that, why that's um, happening right now. But I did spend enough time 
thinking about it to recognize that I'm in a comfortable place. I'm not in an angry place. There were, um, which I think that, uh, I think that those articles almost tried to stir up, but didn't didn't stir it up, which is a good thing. I mm-hmm. I think that there were times in my life where, just thinking about it, would trigger. All these sort of negative or frustrating thoughts that would ultimately um, probably end up being destructive, you know, uh, have some drinks at night because I'm frustrated or thinking about it or angry or upset. And I don't find that that's what's happening um, with this right now. So which is something that I'm taking from it that can then maybe position, you know, better conversation um, next year with them. So. Uh, and we've had some we had some interaction on Christmas Day, which um, doesn't always happen, you That's know. Good. So, so I, I definitely looked at this week as being a positive progression, as it relates to that. And also for me personally, I wasn't as anxious about it. I wasn't mm-hmm. as stressed about it. I wasn't consumed by it, both negative or positively. Um, so even though it's fifty fifty or whatever ratio you would call it from interaction on Christmas and not interaction on Christmas. What percent of your intention do you think swayed it towards interaction? The uh, articles, a, the, a large know. portion of it, I would yeah. say it's definitely you know the majority of, you know the, if here's what's great about this whole conversation that we're having, is that by, sure I could have read those articles and not brought them up. I could have read those articles, brought them up, and done nothing. Could have read the headlines. I could have read the headlines and kept going. But what it ultimately did was it put me in a position to say, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to do nothing, which was an option, um, or am I going to do something? And um, and that's I chose to do something. So Mm -hmm. um, that without any concern about what the the what was going to come back, you know, I didn't. I sent out the text message. Didn't care what was going to come back. I wasn't attached to it. I wasn't worried that, you know, I wasn't going to get anything or, you know, so for me it was just do something, do something positive. Um, all you can do is reach out. And oh, so you sent a text before the interaction? Correct. Oh, then yeah. Yeah. So so that was all good. And, um, you know, where that leads um, remains to be doesn't seen. Matter. It doesn't And it doesn't <laughs> matter. And But I think... That, if we would have been talking about this before I read those articles, especially about a month and a half ago, I, to the point where I even had to, to kind of s- tell tell Jesse, like, listen, I'm struggling with this issue. Like, I want to send a nasty, you know, letter that, you know, kind of lays out my anger and frustration. And I, I don't know whether verbalizing that allowed for me to kind of let that go a little bit, which it probably did. But, um, but it also, this experience has really completely let that go. I don't, I don't feel that desire to to write that, you know, mm-hmm. nasty letter to say, you know, this is why I felt this way. You did this and, you know, all those things. Um, not to say that that conversation will never happen. Yeah. But I, but I just don't. That's gone for me right and, now. And sometimes we need to trick ourselves. Like, have you ever had somebody mention something to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, that's like you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes just talking about things in an un shielded way mm-hmm. uh somebody expressing something you know about it you know it really being about you and you're the one that's going to change interaction without specifically talking about the topics you know these little switches and <laughs> channels turn yeah. and 
and you see things from a different way and, and it, it comes in from an unguarded position so it actually gets in because other times when we have the shield up, it bounces off. So, sure. I, I do that so much that I analyze so much of what people say that I assume that they're always talking about me. Yeah, Even yeah, when yeah. they're not. Even yeah. though I'm like, well, there's no way that they're talking about me because they're talking yeah. about something I, you know, unless they're completely managed to create a, a, a conversation structure that is also so, you know, high level theme that I didn't even catch the connected dots, but which I'm sure is possible. Uh, but most of the time it's pretty direct. It's like sort yeah. of this is a direct thing, but I'm putting it in this little presentation so that way I'm really talking about you, but I want to make sure you can digest it and then right. you can deal with it later. I do that all the time, you know, you third party things all the time and turn it into conversations that people can digest later. Um, but you know, but I, I unfortunately now that I, I play that game and then I know that other people do, that I assume that it's always being played, I'm like, well, that's I'm overanalyzing that, mm-hmm. but um, that's all right. So what about you? What about your week? How was? No, I mean I think that's just about it. It's just about just taking the next step and um, you know, we were thinking about the podcast a little and trying to come up with a name mm-hmm. and a logo and. So we sent it off to Fiverr just to get us started, and that's what they came back with, which yep. is a, our starting point. Yep. And they gave us a couple of different um, models of things. Once again, didn't have to think about this before we got started, didn't have to figure out what the name was. We just started hitting play and talking about the things we want to work on in our lives. And as a result of that, um, one step after the other, things are just starting to reveal themselves. And, you know, even though this is just some simple logo, um, I think it gave me a little more reason to show up today, uh, just having this in place and knowing that we could put this on the screen and, and, um, there's really nothing to that other than ink on a piece of paper. But, um, if, if we give it value and, and we do it because it matters and we do it because that's what we said we're going to do, not knowing what content's going to come out then I think that just goes into the fabric of who we are and our integrity. And I just think that makes us better all around. And I always like working on things that, that make you better in every area in your life so that you don't have to worry about, you know, individually, you know, making sure that everything's being done in every area at every moment. I think when you, you know, when you can work on yourself in ways that build strong values, you're going to, that's going to show up whenever you show up. So, yeah, it's, this this exercise has been fun, it, and that's it's supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be yeah. part of the the fun part of it. Um, but just to see the the you know the dialogue back and forth and the different ideas and you know different thought processes and um, and then taking that just constantly one step further, as I said this morning in, in a text back and forth, it just makes it all more real. Like um, to the point of this whole conversation today is we still don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're closer to understanding why, as yeah. just based off of the seriousness of okay, uh, we have something that you know is tangible. I think we know. have more awareness of who we are last week, right? Uh, more yep. awareness of what we like, what we don't like, right? Areas we want to work on. I mean, if if you could spend an hour a week doing that and right. you care about that, then it's it's worth it. And that's, to your point, it's about making that time, too. You have to just say to yourself, this is important enough that I'm going to make take that hour, 30 minutes, right. two Friday hours. Friday afternoon instead yep. of Saturday morning. Right, yeah, exactly. So. Um, 
So, you know, I think that the kind of the the last part of this, and I think what's interesting about this this being up here and being a part of this is this also started to make me think about what is going to what it's all going to look like twelve months from now, right? The end of the year is always that for me. It's always this sort of putting things to rest. We got a visitor. We got a guest. Um, and uh, so putting things to rest that uh, that need to be put to rest in at the end of the year, but it also is well, what are, what is it what will continue on, and then what will be different. What will be something that you can see as growth. You know. Um, one of the you know there's a lot of things you can sit back and um, <laughs> sit back and and put on a list you know and we hear all those resolutions but and, and and those that's a good process that's something that I think people put too much weight on like and then beat themselves up they miss a day at the gym or whatever their resolution is mm-hmm. when the reality is, is that the, the you just need to stick with some sort of level of awareness and consistency that allows for you to say, hey, today was just not that day I went to the gym, but tomorrow I can. And if you miss your routine, routine, it doesn't mean the whole routine and the whole experience is now somehow diminished. You know, uh, last week when we were going through the sort of accountability list, who did I call? I still never called those other two people. But I could sit back and say, well, I didn't call those two people, so I should have never done it. Or I can say, but I called the other eight people and I did these other things that I wasn't even going to do when I decided to put that accountability list together. And so which one am I going to view? Am I going to view the list that is completed and said, look, this was started, I didn't have to do any of this? Or do I sit back and say, well, I did this list, but I didn't finish these two? I was watching a thing on a trainer yesterday and he was, one of his lists of things that, you know, a good athlete needs to have is empathy for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so... So I'm looking forward to to how to see where this all goes. I mean, uh, and just you know, to see this is just, you know, I think a snapshot of what what it could be, and uh, I'm excited about what it looks like twelve months from now. Yeah. Right? Um, so for me, I'm I I will I'll be going through my end of year process over the next few days, which is to sort of take that inventory of uh of the list that I make at, at the beginning of every year and say here are all the things that I've done. And, um, or here are all the things I want to do in the coming year. And then I get to review that. And, uh, as I try to review that on a regular basis, weekly and monthly to see what those things are that I'm doing, staying consistent with that are adjusting that need to be changed. Um, and so I'll be going through that process again of reviewing everything, what needs to be changed, what, what things can I say? Hey, I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my wife and I went on some pretty fun trips this year. That's that was fun. That was something we put down on a piece of paper to say we're going to do, and and we made it happen, um, versus just saying that we're going to do it and then not doing it. So that's part of the process to sort of say, hey, I I finished sixty percent of this list or whatever that percentage is, and then from there, um, start putting together the the next two thousand nineteen things that I want to do, things I want to accomplish, um, and then go from there. Um, that's then January second. It all starts up again. <laughs> it goes around. So it's, uh, uh, but that's going to be my next few days is process. That's every year. That's sort of my process. So, what about you, uh, Mackenzie? Do you want to say anything? No. No. Okay. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good. Um, mine is just consistency. I think all the magic happens with consistency, and when you're doing, that's when the doors open. And just, you know, just stay the course and whatever is presented in the day, um, recognize it 
as an opportunity that you only get once. That opportunity will not come back around for the day or for the moment. There'll be a different one right in the next moment. But um, I want to stack every opportunity I can get and make the most of things and sort of it's halfway in between that preparing world where, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to be in the word and I need to be exercising and I need to be doing all those things. Uh, But at the same time, that's all to be as prepared as possible to be responsive to something bigger I'm go- that, that, that I'm involved in that I'm not privy to mm-hmm. until that moment. And so to be agile and, um, but, but highly, highly trained and highly committed to that process and being prepared for that process. And um, it's an exciting thing. And I was even talking to that with one of the doctors before I left and we were talking about seeing people and you know, the 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 chiropractor that sees more healing or just powerful adjustments and just are just a magnet for people isn't the one that shows up because they like the results mm-hmm. of helping people or the results of helping a lot of people. It's the ones that are taking the time to train all day long in their life to be ready when that person comes in to give them everything they have, like sure. that is, that's the difference maker. So, um, these aren't just things you want. These are things that, that you commit your life to. And then when you show up and you're together with what God's doing at that moment and you used everything he's given you to prepare and you're aware and open to be ready to participate in what he's doing, you know, that's where you're dealing with his power instead of your own. Yeah. That's, uh, that's well said. I think that it's, um, uh, unbelievable how um, it is so important to sort of be focused on the preparation but the process really ultimately it's it's when that moment's presented to you of whatever is needed that you're prepared to have the consistency to because what you're at least what I what I heard you say there is be consistent in that preparation and, and awareness and the ability to be present to be able to help that individual in whatever way, but sort of flexible enough to say, okay, well, this this particular person needs this approach, and then this particular person needs this approach, mm-hmm. and there may be some consistency within that, but there's some flexibility in that, and and to have both of those things, I think, um, I think most people fall into one or the other. Either they're super rigid, and there's a, mm-hmm. a schedule, and that this is the only schedule, and this is the only way you do things, and there is no flexibility, or the up- opposite, which is everything's uber fluid, and yeah, know, um, and one of my I guess areas that that I need to work on is I need to know when to not say anything and give a hug. Right. You know, versus, you know, just verbally trying to help people. And like it leads back to I think we may have talked about that before, which is, you know, evaluation, you know, recommendation or just your presence over condemnation, what else you could right. be doing, what can you be doing about this. Right. Um and just, just, and that takes being very sensitive and very little ego and pride. And it's kind of weird. The more you prepare, what are you more likely to feel? Yeah. yeah you know, ego, the, the, like you yeah. got more going yeah, on, exactly. you know. And got, but at the, the same time, for you to be able to use what you've been given, mm-hmm. you have to know that you've been given it. Right. And and let go to that. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's one of those things where you, to your point, it's ego takes over, that pride takes over. So... Good. Sure. Anything, Mackenzie? Happy New Year. Happy, yeah, you got to send out a Happy New Year. Do you like the, the logo? Yeah. 
Yes. Are you going to come on a show with us? Maybe. All right. We've got to have a fun one. I'm looking forward to the fun ones. All of our conversations tend to be a little more serious. We need to, have, we need to play a game or something. I love you. All right. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Take care. See you next time.